0: Today I am so super excited to introduce a dear author friend of mine that I love so very much. Her name is Anne Delview, and she is published debut. This week, A Tale of Ashes came out on Tuesday. Congratulations, Anne. Thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about Anne. She writes fantasy novels, which aim to transport the reader to worlds unlike any other. She reads any young adult and middle grade fantasy novels she can get her hands on. Her writing is often inspired by the wild assortment of music she listens to, everything from classical to pop and beyond. In addition to writing, Anne loves spending time with her two dogs. Hopefully, we'll continue to hear and maybe see throughout the interview, (laughs) love all things welcome here, <laughs> making <laughs> all the sweet things and bringing awareness to mental health issues. She lives in Pennsylvania with her ever-rotating collection of books. She lugs from place to place. And, <laughs> so, Ann, tell us a little bit more if that's not on that bio. Tell us some little fun facts about you.
1: Okay, well, um, my parents are from the Caribbean, so I'm a first-generation immigrant, which is very uh, inspirational to my stories. Absolutely try and pull in a little bit of immigration or the culture in each one of them. I also um, have loved different types of tea. So I try and work that in as well. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see all the teas that I drink throughout the week. And I guess I also am a huge fan of marketing. So any types of digital marketing that I can explore or learn more about. I'm always interested in gobbling up that information and sharing it out.
0: And that's one thing about you, Anne. You're learning. You're growing. You know so much. You're such an expert, yet then you're like, okay, now I'm going to get it out there. Now I'm going to share it. And I'm looking forward to what you've got in the future for all of that too, because not only me, but my audience, I get emails all the time. So tell me more about marketing. I'm like, I might (laughs) not know it, but now I can say, I have the lady that can tell us and her name is (laughs) Anne. So I I have a sigh because I ordered the ebook and the paperback. Long ago, when it got on pre order, and I was really hoping I was gonna have the paperback in my hand by our podcast so I could say, ooh ah, and it didn't come in the mail today yet. But I know it came out on Tuesday, I'm just waiting for a uh, see Look, see, I want to read through the screen and didn't take it. I want to grab it, guys. Look how beautiful a tale of ashes! So, I was also blessed enough to be able to read. Before the podcast. So, I have all of the good stuff knowledge about A Tale of Ashes. I'm not going to give spoiler alerts, but I will say five star hearts and love to you. Five star fire to you for A Tale of (laughs) Ashes. Just absolutely loved your character development. Thank you. Like, Freddie is my girl. (laughs) Like, I resonated with her like from the very beginning. I love she's strong. She's, you know, she's strong-willed. She stands up for what she's, you know, believes in. She's just that integrity is deep with her and she's protective and she's sincere. And, And throughout, like, I just love how she interacts within her friend group, but also how she has to publicly stand up for what is right. Like, I love that as well. So you do tackle some tough issues in a tale of ashes. Like you talked about, you talk about the diversity, the immigration, the feelings of being ostracized and, you know, just automatically presumed that if something bad is happening in a community, it has to be a particular group. Like, you really get into this with fantasy. So was that your intent from the beginning or did you kind of plan that out? Like you knew you wanted to touch social themes or did it develop as you learned about your characters?
1: Um, it, I wanted to touch on those themes from the beginning. It was something that I really wanted to incorporate and I wanted to be able to build a world around it. And I kind of already had a rough story for A Tale of Ashes. It was supposed to be a little Red Riding Hood retelling. Which it is, <laughs> it is not. It is not.
0: It is not. So did you do a short story or did you do like an outline of a, of a retelling?
1: I did like an outline of a retelling. And then as I started editing it and revising and revising, it just got further away from the retelling. And I'm like, I can't say this is a retelling anymore.
0: <laughs> and it became a life of its own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In, in its new summer, in its new place. <laughs> So, so tell me, like, when you're building the worlds, so people that are out there listening that write fantasy, um, what are some of your inspirations that came to you from having to develop? You know, here's this Nightmare Kingdom and the summer and the spring. Like, where did where did your inspiration come from?
1: So, I do a few different things when I'm world building. I do a lot of research on different cultures that I want to pull in. So, for example. For summer, there's a lot of Caribbean cultures because it's very warm there. There's also a lot of like South American and Central American cultures. So really trying to incorporate that warmth in there, any country that's really warm. And then I kind of think about, okay, well, the weather's really warm. What kind of people would live in these warm climates? What kind of cultures would develop based off of this? Because it's really a fey country. so. If there's a whole bunch of people who are this type of Fae, how would they survive and how would they interact? And they're magical.
0: Element. And their are magical elements. So then you yeah. take it to play. Then how are they going to contribute with their magic into this world and interact with, you know, all of our villain and our villains? <laughs> and, and OK, I love Aiden. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I will say did not take me long. like. And maybe it was because you had already got, okay, tell me if I'm spoiler alerting here (laughs) because I will stop. But I think it's because you already got me walking with Mm Freddie. That that when Freddie saw or Freddie lingered and thought, I was already in that place with her. And so I knew where that place was coming from with her. And so... I just love how you set Aiden up with all the mystery. There is so much to learn about him, man. And it's like that's why I was messaging and like, okay, when you starting? Like, can I beta read? Like, what your name? <coughs> I, like, I want to read it. I want to. I want to keep reading it. So I loved the the whole storyline, and then that. Okay, you knew it was a series, right? You knew.
1: You knew I from. You did. It's funny because I thought it was going to be a trilogy. And one of my CPs is like, you can't make this a trilogy. It has to be a coret. Like there's too many. <laughs> yeah. There's too many elements. And it's
0: just and it's such to me a world that you can continue to explore and pull out. And so A Tale of the Ashes is just this step in. Right. It's this mm-hmm. this this moment. There's there's a huge conflict. It's a very scary conflict and it's rocking a community. And Freddie's like, well, I want I want to do this for you know motivation. Like she had a couple of motivational points for wanting to, to do that story. Um, but I love that about the investigative journaling, that piece from her. And then you could see how that could carry out and make her like such a strong character throughout the other novels. Mm-hmm. Because she has already that sense of, you know, okay, I gotta find the truth of this. I've got to discover whatever this is. So, so having a character like that, it's just gotta be fun, Anne.
1: Well, it's, I did like mysteries, and I really wanted to kind of incorporate that in. So, oh, you did. You did so well. And the, and the pieces. So,
0: not a spoiler, but I was completely. <laughs> thrown like I didn't see certain elements coming I really didn't and I teach my kids to infer all the time in the classroom and I'm like I'm saying I'm a champion at it but when I get a book and then I get these little twists and turns in there I'm like yes 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 even multiplied because <laughs> you pulled me you got me because the way that you had all that structured um I just loved it I <laughs> I loved it beginning to end. So how much joy was it to write Freddie and Aiden and Pale and the whole crew? Like how much joy?
1: I think it was a lot of joy to write Freddie. She's a really fun character to write. And I like writing her like funny dialogue and her humor. (laughs) Yes, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) And then Aiden was, Aiden came out of nowhere because he wasn't originally in the first draft. Well,
0: I'm so glad he showed up. Like, I can't see A Tale of Ashes without your cast. Like, I know that's kind of, how do you say that? Because if you would have never put him in there, I would have never known, right? But that's the complete picture.
1: Yeah, that was the issue when I had the first draft. Everyone's like, something else is going on here. And I was just like, well, yeah, something else is going on. Yeah, love it. His point of view was kind of built in based off of that. So, you're talking about initial beta readers that had Mm -hmm. your
0: work. So, okay, before we get to that, I just have to touch on the humor. I actually cackled when I got to that part. He's in a bookstore. Y'all, I'm not going to tell you what he's in a bookstore for and what he needs, but y'all, I was dying. (laughs) I was telling my husband. I'm messaging Ann and I'm going, Ann, really? And just throughout, you, I mean, you are dealing with complex topics that need to be discussed. And this is a great catalyst to be able to discuss that with families, with kids, because you're talking with Faye and then you can say, now, how does this apply and this work within our own society? Like, I love that because you're allowing young adults. And middle grades, even middle grades could read this Mm -hmm. young adults to be able to have discussions like that around the book. But then you have places that you have placed this comedic flair in there that lightens that life that shows that even though negative things are happening, there is some joy to be found in laughter to kidding around with your friends you know, not to take everything as serious in this moment where we are together. And yeah, we are going to fight over what movie we're going to watch while other things like might be falling apart in another place, right? Yeah. And it's just a show, just human. It's human. It's Mm -hmm. life, right? (laughs) I mean, and you showed that dark and that light and it was just so well placed throughout.
1: So (laughs)
0: So I will say there were moments where you had me laughing, and just to see—I can't even imagine them sitting around when—I don't even want to tell the movie they played over and over again. But you know that iconic scene in that movie, and if they've watched it like a gazillion times, I could just see them rolling their eyes and him just, you <laughs> just reaching his arms out like mimicking, you, you know. I don't know. I'm you sure, know. he would do that. I'm sure. Yeah. Just, just outlandish ridiculousness. Like, (laughs) but I was in it from all of that. Even those like those soft moments felt so real. And then when you move to the more complex or hard stuff or a fight scene, that felt real too, because you are already so woven in with these characters, you know, so yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, so well done. Anne. just yeah. so tell us just for the sake of like a timeline. So when the idea came, what year was that or what season of, were you in? And and
1: um, ooh, that's a good question. So I wrote this book. Well, I wrote it in the fall and I wrote it in the fall of twenty. 2019? 2018? 2018, I think. And I wrote it during NaNoWriMo. Just banged it out. (laughs) Love it. And then I wrote another book. And then I came back to this one. I was just like, you know, maybe I should get an editor to look at it, see what I could do to make it better. Had the editor look at it. They really enjoyed, like helped me really strengthen it. And I started editing again, sent it out to beta readers. They gave me some more pointers and then I I, went over. can Can I stop you like real quick and say you went
0: to editor before beta? Yeah. Yeah. What was your decision making in that? I love that strategy that you took on because that's not what you often, you know, can hear about out there.
1: Well, I have critique partners that look at it before and after. So I wanted to get the editor's like I wanted to get into this polished as possible because the beta readers are really saying, okay, do I like this as a reader? Like if this was a real book, would I read this? So that's what I wanted to send like the best way possible to the beta readers. And then I had mine edits and proofreading galore for this book. <laughs> and that's where I kind of got to arc readers and then I finally got the finished product. Yes, and Now
0: that it's out, and you can go, ooh, ah, and you can show it again, (laughs) do the ooh, ah. Now that it's out, to launch, you were really working the launch.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And, but when you saw all of that hard work actually just bloom, blossom, you know, how does it feel now on the other side of all of that?
1: I'm still on like a launch high. It's so exciting to see like my book in places, like, looking at it on the shelves of Barnes and Noble, and having indie off- indie bookstores order my book and ask me if I can help promote them. So it's really exciting. And so the launch. When did did
0: you set a timeline? Because you knew when you wanted. You had all your line edits. Like. Kind of talk the audience through cover to then cover reveal because you were doing it all. You were doing all of this behind the scenes, collaborating, you know, outsourcing, doing all of that. How was that timeline? How was that framework for you?
1: So I wanted everything to be done like within three months. So I wanted everything to not give people so much of a gap between being an ARC reader and the book actually coming out or revealing the cover and the book coming out because I didn't want people to forget about it. So I ordered the cover six months in advance because my cover designer gets booked up very quickly. Beautiful then,
0: cover. Beautiful cover.
1: She did a great job. I loved it.
0: Then you got the first box. When You got the first look even the first look on the digital screen, was it like,
1: what? Like, how did that feel? It was amazing. I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is a book that I wrote and it's going to have this cover. Yeah.
0: Yes. Very. It's it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's very eye popping. It just, it's just, it, even though it has the elements of mystery to it and you're like wow look at this there's still this quality to it that draws you in of like warmth like I don't know what it is but it's (laughs) so so the book if that makes sense what I'm trying to say like Mm -hmm. so when you saw it was it like this is a done deal or did you have to work Um, the first
1: version um it was pretty close the crown wasn't exactly what I wanted but the second version was this so she did a great job overall Wonderful. And I really wanted to have like something modern in the background, just like a hint. So you knew what type of book it was.
0: Yep. And so contemporary fantasy right away, you're walking into there knowing. So, mm-hmm. so you had six months. So you had six months holding this cover and having to keep it away from yeah. the world and not share it. Yeah. And then, what was else on that timeline of yours?
1: So, timeline. Getting it proofread was definitely like the last thing that I did. I wanted to start having people request art copies when the cover reveal happens. I was planning the cover reveal, planning how I was going to get art copies released. So I was looking at all of those, trying to build up some some presence on Instagram, so I could start marketing it because I'm trying to find the platforms that sell the most books. So I'm looking at those platforms, people who are influencers on that platform who have like over 5,000 followers, trying to work with them to see if they're going to be willing to promote my book, reaching out to all sorts of people from any walks of life who have any sort of following, even if they don't have a large following, just giving them images of the cover and saying, hey, can you promote this on your social media during the cover reveal? So they got the sneak peek. And so when it finally came out, I tried to do like a blitz of social media and get that cover out. And
0: so, you know, the the importance of that, though. Yeah. And the timing. And so, Mm -hmm. guys, listen to Anne. She's full of wisdom. (laughs) You could be taking notes. Keep going. Talk about that timeline. Y'all get some notes down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so I posted mostly on Facebook about the book. I think I did... um, Two posts and I reached out to some of the beta readers too that I had who had read like the very messy old draft. (laughs) And before some of them I before I had the editor, some of them after. So they I asked them if they would be ARC readers. And so I got I think over a hundred ARC readers for this.
0: That's a lot of work. That's a lot of I mean, pounding that pavement, going with the bookstores, but also just sending out the emails, researching people, finding ways to contact them. Like, how long did all of that kind of work take for you?
1: Um, been a while, yeah. I was <laughs> so still doing yeah. hashtag research for Instagram to make sure that my post resonated and drove high engagement, and trying to figure out what the aesthetic would look like and how it would fit in with the book. So I think I found something that I like now. Good, for the aesthetic. And you also did story origin, right, for your arc. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm going to switch now to um, book funnel. But okay.
0: So I love what you're just doing here because through experience through lived experiences, you figure out what works for you. There's a lot of different companies that can offer different services, and you just have to try and try again and do things and and see what is that magic combination for you that unlocks the ease of what we do in publishing. Because it's not easy. (laughs) No. But you can make it easier when you find the right tools that work for you.
1: Yes. And,
0: and so I still need fa- to do that. <laughs> so, but it's always, to me, a work in progress. Like we're always finding new ways, new things. The, the author community is amazing at how much they share the ins and outs. And it's going to be a constant growth process. So now, now on, I know you're still on the launch high and you've got all of this experience out, but you're a debut novelist. Your book is out living, walking around Barnes and Noble right now, headed towards the (laughs) cash register. Somebody's going to get to snuggle up tonight in their pajamas and open your book for the very first time. I know you're going to say it, but talk about the worth it. Like the moment now, looking back at all
1: that hard, hard work. I mean, it's definitely worth it. And it's terrifying that someone's going to read my book. <laughs> but, but it's lovely it's that somebody gets to read your book. It's lovely. Yes. I'm so excited to see, like, you know, to have people read it and have those words finally get out there. And so far, it's, it's been good. So I'm. I'm excited to see more of these books and releasing more. So I'm excited on all fronts there. I'm excited. I'm excited because it's a book that matters.
0: It's a book that can be a catalyst for change. Let's say someone picks up your book and they may be like Maddie Maldi, <laughs> <Matilda> <laughs> in there right <laughs> let's just say they're like maybe have a little bit of quality like that and they may even have it and they might not recognize at what extent it is but maybe that will allow them to check themselves you know it's kind okay. of like <laughs> like a, a check yourself moment here and there throughout the book because you'll know as a reader when you start feeling for those characters, when you start saying that is not fair, this is not the way it should be done. This is horrible that this is happening. When you start to feel that way about this fay world and about this contemporary world and how it's all brought in together and you're having those kind of feelings, it's a way to express feelings. Right. And Mm -hmm. so maybe people say, oh, okay, I see what she's doing here because you don't explicitly say necessarily, you know, on the cover, you know, these are social issues that we need to address today. You know, you don't necessarily say that (laughs) it's not in the tagline, but you know, it's the heartbeat of that work. And what I would call that's a part of that heartbeat. That's a part of the rhythm of the story. And that is what I feel like will resonate with people the most. Or are that's what resonated with me.
1: Well, I'm glad that that and I, landed well.
0: Oh, it did so well. And and I don't love Freddie. She was just adorable and quirky and so unique and <laughs> so somebody that I could see, you know, okay, that would be a person that I would want in my corner. That Freddie <laughs> is someone that I would want. You know, in my friend circle, like I really navigated toward her in a strong way. Um, You know, I love the positive relationship that she had with family. You know, I I just I could keep going, like of all <laughs> all of the ways that you did this right, and I just want to applaud you for Thank it you. because mm-hmm. just an amazing job, Anne. You know, I tell you, like, yeah. all the time, like, I'm so <laughs> proud of you, Anne. I truly am. And and your voice, I love it. And I've read other work from you, and you know how much I devoured that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, when Anne made the announcement that she had a book coming out, I was like, oh, yeah. I know <laughs> it's going to be something special because Anne's a part of that work. Because I think sometimes the work can even get bigger than us. Like it's, you're a part of that big thing. Yeah.
1: Well, I wanted to make a big splash with this one. so
0: <laughs> Well, you did.
1: <laughs> and it's
0: splashing and kicking and out there of moving. And so thinking about all of this challenge and joy mixed all in together, what have been some highlights for you?
1: Um, I think one of the biggest highlights was when a subscription box picked it up. I was so excited. I was just reaching out to anyone and everyone. And I was just like, well, why not? You know, anyone can pick it up. And they gave it a five star rating. They absolutely loved it. And I was so excited. (laughs) So
0: tell everybody out there that's listening, like, how do you even approach somebody for us, and what is a subscription box? Maybe that's somebody's question. So, maybe answer that question and then tell like your way of approach.
1: So, a subscription box is a monthly subscription that people can sign up for so that they get books and book swag in the mail every month. So, it will like this one includes little plushy characters from different books that have fay in them and all sorts of fantasy, and they have posters, bookmarks, they have hardcover books, and then they have an ebook, which is mine, so I'm, I'm really excited to share that. Yes,
0: Ian, I know you are, and so how did you go about going? Did you just Google subscription services? Like, how's that approach process? How was that?
1: Yeah, well, I get a lot of newsletters from different subscription boxes. I went to BookCon a few years ago, and I looked at a ton of them. So I'm always getting subscription box emails. And so I would go to their website and look at their contact us to see what their qualifications were and either contact them through that form or, you know, follow the instructions on the site for the different subscription boxes. And this one was the first one that Responded. So I went with them, but I still want to try with some others. And then, um, in terms of influencers with different uh, following counts, I just asked for the most part. I did do one paid uh, Instagram tour, which was really cool because I got a lot of really nice images from it. And the people who created them were very nice and they're willing to share it with me.
0: Nice. Very good. So one thing I know about you is that you don't shy away. You don't. You just go after it because why? What gives you that motivation to just keep going forward and asking and researching and reaching for this
1: book? What's
0: that motivation? Like, it's, my,
1: it's my book. So I want to always do my best and do what I can. Because <laughs> you got to champion that thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've always work? learned to always do your best. So doing my best. Doing your best. And it's paying
0: off because you're, you're reaching new readers. You're, you're getting that opportunity to travel around on the internet or in uh, an ebook in a box. And so I just, I want to applaud you for all of that because it it is a little, like you said, scary, maybe a little, but, but that's the risk, right?
1: Yeah, and it's great when like people let me know. They're like, someone came into Barnes & Noble and they asked for your book specifically because I saw it on Instagram and I'm like. <laughs> Yay,
0: celebration. Talk about celebrations. Did you have milestone moments for yourself set up to celebrate the milestones or did you hold it? Are you still
1: holding it? What
0: are you looking I, for? I guess I'm celebrate? still
1: holding it because I'm so exhausted <laughs> marketing it all the time. <laughs>
0: So we're having an exhausting podcast at seven o'clock at night on the week of launch. And And, I have to write two more. Yes. So so you haven't celebrated yet. You have any plans for celebrating? I haven't even thought about it. So you got to take care of you, Anne. I'm going to task you to think of some things that you could do to celebrate and unwind (laughs) and relax and just carry your book around with you. and just. Keep looking at it as you're celebrating. Um, Book two. I know we briefly talked about that one earlier because I was like, I'm ready. Like, guys, I was ready for the book yesterday. I was actually ready for it Sunday when I was messaging Anne, but like I've been ready for book two. So talk about like where you are in that process. You're pretty vocal about it on Instagram and online.
1: Yeah. So for book two, I'm. Almost like I've done the first draft. And so I'm revising now, which is always a big process for me. I I always rewrite the book when I'm revising. Mm -hmm. So that's where I am. I re outline and I rewrite. But for book two, book one was mostly Freddie's story. So book two is going to be more Aiden's story.
0: Okay, let's go back to your process. Just one minute. I got to cycle back because I've heard authors do this, like Kate DiCamillo had talked about it before, where she'll write a book and then she'll start from scratch. She already knows the book. She's been welcomed, you know, she's welcomed the characters in, but then she will rewrite. Did you rewrite or did you just edit right within? Or did you open up a blank
1: document? How did you do that? I usually have the action, like the first draft and the like, A blank page, and I'll rewrite it, but I don't pull too much from the first one because I want to make sure the language is better and make sure the actual story is better. So it usually adds on a ton of words and makes it a little bit stronger. But I also re outline, and so some chapters just no longer fit in the book or they have to be told from a different point of view. So it's always good to have it as a reference, but I always just rewrite it from scratch.
0: So, just looking at a full-length fantasy novel, like, how long is that snapshot of first draft to rewrite to now editing the rewrite? Like, what's that snapshot for book two? What did that look like for you? Well, it better be done by June. (laughs) Oh, why? What's happening in June?
1: Well, that's when it's due to my editor. so. So, you put yourself on this deadline. Yeah. And so, then I have a launch party already booked for November, so.
0: Oh, and did not know. So now I get surprised. See how she does all of that? I get surprised on my own podcast. Do y'all see how excited I am now? So tell me about the motivation with the dates. Like, Does that help spur you
1: on and push through when it's hard? Yeah, it. I mean, it definitely does. I don't have much of a choice, so I'm like... <laughs> I have to do this, but for the dates, like anything with a bookstore, they book up quickly. So I wanted to do something at a bookstore. Hopefully there's not gonna be a global pandemic going on there, but um, I'm partnering with a local bookstore to do the book launch. So I'm really excited and they book up really quick. So they're like, we don't have anything till the fall. And I was like, I'll take November. Oh, okay. let's
0: go. Let's do it. I love how you built that. Now's the cover ready. Have you been working with a designer? When are you looking at that for book two?
1: So I'm working with the same cover designer. We've already talked high level about it, but um, we're going to start working on it probably in a few months. So we still have time.
0: You've got such lovely joy ahead of you. (laughs) with this process. And there's got to be this level of, okay, the first draft has been written. It's not like I don't know where it's going. It's going somewhere. you got it, right? Right. And so now it's just shaping it and decorating it and having rewriting, it rewriting and working. Oh, I'm so excited for that. And so now it's going to take on a little bit more about Aiden. Like I said, in the first book, we really get that developed, Freddie. Like we know her, but with Aiden, he's still such a mystery. There's so much for him that we need to know that I want to know. <laughs> so I'm really glad you're you're doing that in book two, because then, oh man, no spoiler alerts. I won't. But <laughs> just there's there's parts about that that, oh, I love it. I got to know more. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for book two. So I don't want to wish life away. I I like to take life one day at a time, but I'm really looking forward to reading book two. And that's what I'm going to (laughs) say. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just going to put so you guys have got to go get book one and get started on book one finish it trust me it'll take you a day because you won't put it down and then <laughs> you'll be ready and you'll know what I'm talking about and what all the hype is about and it will be the tale of ashes you know the title do you know
1: the title of book two can you give us a peek I, I do. you're holding I'm it. not revealing the title oh,
0: see, he's holding it there's nothing I can do to sway her because she's got a plan <laughs> and with the plan I'm sure she's got it so tell me something for you. We talked about highlights. We talked about how hard this is. But what has been a challenge for you? Where have you found
1: yourself growing the most? Um I think you know just making sure that I have like time to properly function. <laughs> yeah. Cuz my job gets really like my day job gets really busy around like January and going into February. So it's a lot of Long hours, working on the weekends, kind of thing, and planning a book launch along with that is just very stressful. So, <laughs> so you just have like to just yeah, <laughs> you
0: timed you timed that one in a challenging yeah. season for you, but you you got it, you did it.
1: Yeah, and I think what I, I learned is that I need help. So yeah, I I hired someone to help me. So that's Wonderful. been really helpful. And that's good. That's what the whole
0: I mean, to me, we all have gifts. We all have these special talents and you are very talented in some of those areas. But then there's times where you say, Look, I want to focus on this while someone else can help me focus on that. So yeah, I applaud you for being able to do that and just and know when it was time.
1: Yeah. It was time.
0: It's past awesome. time. So thinking about all of these lessons that you have learned, how about for book two? What are I know you said you were thinking about doing a different art company, but like thinking about book two, what are some kind of checkpoints that you've set up to take care of yourself? Drinking a lot of tea, of course, I know. <laughs> um, getting the help when you need the help. But what are some other things that you've kind of marked down to as to remember the next time around?
1: So I think I just need to stay more organized. I keep making these like spreadsheets and then losing them. (laughs) So I think planning out a better calendar with all of the releases when I'm going to start talking about this, when I'm going to start talking about that kind of batch content a little bit better, too. So I'm working on doing some of those things as well. And hopefully I'm going to I'm going to pick up some more skills there. And look at some more ways that I can market it. But I want to also kind of have people come along this journey with me. When I was writing A Tale of Ashes, I did talk about it, but I didn't talk about it as in depth from like the drafting stage. So I want people to follow this journey with me as I'm writing the story. I'm excited about book two.
0: I love that too, because then you're giving that. Not just a behind the scenes look at how you're managing a full time job and working in, you know, everything that you've got, but you're also giving them little sneak peeks about maybe something here or there, right? Mm-hmm. That they can feel a part of that journey with you.
1: So, so I'm trying to do like Instagram lives where I'm talking to people and just have like that conversation. i am be like, you know, I'm kind of stuck on this part. What do you think, like, if this was happening?
0: So you're using it also as like a brainstorm, come Mm -hmm. together masterminds, talking through on Instagram Lives. That's really cool. Like you're really utilizing the Instagram platform. And you encouraged me when I saw you go live. We were talking about it. I'm sure your hand was all itching. (laughs) We were talking about how proud we were of you and how you were moving and shaking. And I was like, guys, when we finish this meeting. Anne's going live. We got to go check out. <laughs> and so Tish and I were talking about it. And I was like, you know, they're like, you know, it gives you the courage when you see people around you going out there and boldly sharing and, and hitting buttons and, and going live <laughs> and doing this and that. It's like, you know what? I could make a live and I can and I can announce our next event live. I can do it. I can figure this out. And it was like, oh, <laughs> I just have to push this button. that's what's been holding me back this little instagram live book um but when you when you do those kind of things and you really encourage other people around you whether you know it or
1: not well i hope i hope so i hope you do i hope that my books can inspire and like the actions and hopefully you know other self-published authors can kind of pick up my skills too I definitely want to find ways to share them out. I'm thinking of doing a course. I just need some better equipment to do it. And I know you'll be
0: researching all of that because you are a researcher. You are <laughs> out there learning and growing and taking it on by storm. And I'm just beyond like words proud of you, Anne. Like you. Just the way you use your platform for good. The way you share your messages about mental health awareness, the way that you present your books on the platform and share parts of that world, just beautiful work. So when when I say, does somebody need a model? You know, who do you have? I'm like, why <laughs> a fantasy and go check her out. You know, here's her <laughs> here's her tag, go check her out. Um, and I'm always bragging about you, like you know, the, from the media kit to everything. I was like, y'all want to see a media kit? Check out Anne's. Like if you <laughs> want to see how it's done, go just follow Ann and just share in that light that you exude online. And I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for just all you do. <laughs> you just, just know you encourage us, but you also inspire us. And so when you hear us say those words, we are truly saying them because we mean it. And we're just so super blessed to know you and to be on this journey with you side by side. And I felt so like, you know, like I told you guys, I got the paperback. I got the book. I mean, I was going to read the book for the podcast and I was going to hope that my friend Ann was going to read the book, but Mm -hmm. it's the support of you two. Like, I had to have both. I had to have the ebook on my phone. I had to have the paperback. It's coming in the mail. And you know what I'm going to do as soon as I get it? <laughs> I'm going to jump right back up and I'm going to say, Oh, look what I got in the mail today. <laughs> so, now go listen to that podcast where you get to meet Anne and follow her and meet her more. So it's going to keep going. So trust me, the love is just going to keep going. And tell everybody how they can continue to follow you.
1: Where can they find you? I know, but you can let them know. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter are kind of where I'm mostly throughout. So follow me there and Dale, <laughs> and I will be putting all the
0: hashtags and all the things. And all the tags down below um, links that you can go and check out Ann. And I will put a link so you can go and purchase your copy of A Tale of Ashes. Five star love for the Amen. book. I can I can already tell you guys that the minute that book two comes out on pre-order. And I see that or Ann messages me and says, oh, I did a thing. It's on pre-order. She knows what I'm going to do. I'm going to go straight and get a copy of whatever Anne's got out there in the world. And it is, yes, of course, to support you and I love you. But it's because I love your work. I am a fan. Oh, thank you. I'm a fan of Anne, guys. And so (laughs) when, when she's coming out with something, trust me, it's going to not only be something that I'm looking forward to reading. Um, It's something I'm getting so that way it can have a permanent place on my bookshelves. And I've got a brand new bookshelf over there that's just waiting for more and more and more from (laughs) Andy. I'm just letting you know you're going to have a section on there. I just know it. (laughs) And thank you so much. I know it's been an exciting, exhausting, exhilarating week for you. (laughs) Um, But I thank you for spending time with us here and just sharing out your words of wisdom. And working that fabulous platform and making a book that matters. So thanks, Anne. Thank of course. you
1: so much. And right. I'll be live tomorrow again on Instagram Live.
0: At you hear that, right? You guys go follow Ann. <laughs> you can check her out at all times of the day and Saturdays <laughs> and different times. She'll pop in. Um, <laughs> I love how you're doing all of that and you're promoting that you're posting it. So you give people time to kind of like write that down, know what's coming up and how you're collaborating with other YA or other fantasy authors. So yeah, love it. And guys, I will definitely talk with you guys later. Make sure you go and get a tale of ashes. Tell all of your fantasy lover friends, you guys can read it together. You will not be disappointed. All right. I'll talk with you guys later. Bye guys.